Welcome to Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. Hello, welcome to another episode of Finding Our Feet with me, Mr. K. And me, Mrs. K. So we're on episode seven now. We are. Racing through them. Oh, flying through them. How are you? How are you, Mrs. K? I am good. Um, Tired. Right. Uh, Don't know where my brain is today. I think I left it. Uh, where we were yesterday, which, you know, can't say for confidential reasons. Well, what, what was it that, well, that you were Well, we were doing? at a wedding hmm. and, you know, I parted hard. We Yeah, you did. Um, I Lots of boogieing, although when I say parted hard, boogie. I don't... Bo- bo- did I say boogieing? <laughs> oh, I thought, you said, I thought you said I said boogieing. <laughs> boogieing. Oh, sorry. Bo- <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm so tired. Oh, my Lord. Um, did a lot of boogieing, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I'm just, my, my whole self today is on yeah. sleep mode. Yeah. So that's where I am today, but I'm good. How are you, Mr. Good. K? Yep. I'm well, thank you. I, we've had a good weekend, I think. Mm. Uh, I realized actually before we started doing this, I was watching, so we, when we were at this wedding yesterday, it was a half two mm-hmm. start. And Saints were kicking off at oh, half twelve. Oh, of course, so we have to bring Saints into the conversation. Luckily, I, I managed to, to to watch the game on my phone Honestly, whilst we were waiting for the wedding to start. And I realised actually that the wedding was taking place in a church that was called St Mary's, and Saints were playing at home. So we were at St Mary's. So I was watching St Mary's in St Mary's. They it's just crazy times. Oh, really. I feel I feel blown away. But yeah, by I am thought. well. Um, I've I've. I've made a I've made an interesting discovery this week. Okay. Well, the past few weeks. So normally, yeah, when I drive to work, <laughs> oh, giddy aunt. <laughs> when I drive to work, right. So I spend a portion of my commute on the motorway, hmm. right. So on the motorway, normally in a car, you might go seventy, seventy-five, whatever miles yeah. an hour. So I read something on the news that was like, if you go at if you drive at sixty, yeah, it's more fuel efficient, so you can save more money. Right. So I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a try for a couple of weeks and just see how you get on. If I've managed to do more miles yeah. per tank type thing, if I drive at 60 instead of 70. So this is what I found out. So normally I've got a 1.2 petrol hatchback, right? So, but yeah. <laughs> so I normally get about 400 miles yeah. to a full tank. Right. Okay. So a full tank at the minute cost me about 65 quid. So guess how many miles I've got to a full tank at the moment. We're doing 60 on the motorway. I may be a teaching assistant, but my maths is terrible. So you've now, on the podcast, tried to make me do... That, that's just cruel. I but don't know. Okay, but just guess how many... I don't want to. I'm, I'm put under pressure. Okay, so I, I did approximately 450 miles. Right. So an additional 50 miles to right. the tank, right? Okay. Now, I knew that you'd probably find this quite... Boring. boring and tedious yep. so yep. this is where i'm getting at with it okay so i estimated that i do about eighteen thousand miles a year i'm honestly lost in this okay. conversation i can't even remember how <laughs> this conversation started honestly so i do about eighteen thousand miles a year who am i married to and if i did 400 miles okay to a full tank and i did eighteen thousand miles a year right and i worked it out that a tank would cost me about 65 pounds so I worked it out that uh, over the year, that would cost me £2,925. Okay. 
<laughs> Honestly, this is the most. Uh, I've been planning to bring this up. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked it all out. So is this going to link to adoption? No, no, no. It's just this is just this life is, hacks. This is for just all of our boring. listeners. Boring. So you say that if I do four hundred and fifty miles to the tank uh. over a year, that would cost me two thousand six hundred pounds. So Can't I've made I've made an annual saving of three hundred and twenty five pounds. By just going at 60. By just going at 60 instead of 70. Wow. £325. Pounds. Honestly, I can't believe it. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I can't even remember what you said the foot uh, There you go. Amazing stats. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so that's been my that's been my week. Right, well. <laughs> when I was sitting waiting to have my hair cut, I, I just sat and worked it out. Well, that was yeah. whatever anyone wanted to know. I've got another interesting thing to say. Oh, goody aunt. Um, Some listeners who were who are quite attentive listeners. Okay. Might have been listening to last week's episode. Right. When we were talking about Southampton. And they might have thought, hmm, I'm sure I heard Mrs. K say that that player was called Jay Adams. <laughs> now, for those of you who like football... Has, who, that, has someone actually brought this up? I, I can't you? say. I can't say for confidential reasons. Oh, my days. I can't days. say. But for those attentive listeners, you'll have noticed that Mrs. K said Jay Adams... <laughs> Now, the player in question is called Che Adams. So I made this clear and I said, he's called Che Adams. At which point you then started to say Che Haddams. And I had to correct you again and say, no, it's just Adams, like any other normal name. This che is, Adams. You're being very horrible to me, aren't yeah. you? But actually, it got me thinking, there's a few players in oh, the past who you've, misna- oh. <laughs> you've misnamed. Do you know what? Do you want to right. share? Do you want to share? Do you know what? So we're going to have an argument at the beginning of this podcast. This is fun, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what? How many of our friends' wives take no interest in football? Oh. I try my hardest and still you put me down. No, it, I'm not putting you down. It, I'm just... Sorry, what was that? It's just funny. So it's hilarious. So we had Jay Adams. Another one... Jay Haddams. Jay Haddams. Another one recently was... Brilliant. Well... Quite a long time ago, actually, it was yeah. James Ward Price. That was a classic. Um, Marcus Radford. Oh, he's been in there a few times. Uh, Trent Alexandra Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> actually, we were watching. So, at the time of recording, we were watching the uh, Spurs match today. So, Forest oh, Spurs. Goodness, and I'm pretty now. sure at one point you said, Who's that defender called? Dier. I didn't say defender because I wouldn't have had a clue. Well, no, defender. but you said, Who's that player called Dier? I said, I think that's, I think that's Eric Dyer. <laughs> Could have been French. Dyer. <laughs> so yeah, that's tickled me. Well, I, I love that. Brilliant. Well, I'm, I'm sure you've really boosted my confidence. You asked me a maths question, which I couldn't answer. No, I didn't ask you a question. I was just telling you what you could save a Brilliant. year if you drive sixty instead of seventy. Wow. Well, I feel stupid. So thanks. But yeah, it's been a great week and. Yeah, the training's been hard, actually, hasn't it? We've not, I don't think we've said about training, have we? Oh, we've not, no. Sorry, yeah. Um, so we've been. We, we recorded now. I yeah. just went, oh, blah, blah, blah. So we've so been we doing, we finished the training this week, and yeah, we'll do a, an episode on it in, in weeks to come yeah. to talk about what we spoke about in training yeah. and what we looked at and stuff. But that's been, it's been we, tough, we've, hasn't it? Um, you have eight workshops to do. I'll say this part. You have eight workshops to do, and you have three weeks to do them. Well, I mean, because as well as that, on top of that, you've got all your stage one workbook to do, yeah. which again, we'll talk about in another podcast solely on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to get 
that done, the, the workshops done, so that we could then focus on our workbook, which will then help in stage two and stuff like that. So we have spent our last week, so in in, in a week, we've done, well, just over a week, obviously, yeah. but we've done eight, work, eight intense workshops. All the modules, so yeah. I think that also... Is why I'm absolutely shattered at the moment because, mm-hmm. like, it's been not, it's been for long, it's been but hard, yeah. it's been enjoyable, and I'm sure we will talk about that another time. But um, I've got a funny thing. Um, oh. So I want so another friend of the podcast has been listening, and they've decided they've they've called they've called Baby K a name. Okay. All oh, right. I want you to guess. You're gonna have to obviously say this anonymously, right? But see if you can guess which of my friends would name they've named the child okay this name and then explain themselves for why they've named it so if you can anonymously try yeah. and guess my friend i find it hilarious because i just burst out laughing because it's so typically them okay so miss uh, baby k is a uh, to them is known as nougat is it nougat or nougat i'd say nougat because she mm, said well nougat. I, I think she said nougat yeah nougat. i'd say nougat that that sweet thing. Yeah, the pink and white yeah. thing. Yeah. So her reasons why Nougat. Yeah. So her reasons. She, honestly, she talks to her husband and stuff about Nougat. Okay. So um, she the reason why she calls Baby K Nougat because they're soft and squidgy. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they're soft and squidgy. This she was full on being serious when she told me right. this. You have to give it love and attention and give it time to grow. I like that part. What nougat? Apparently, she knows all about nougat. Right. Um, you are to, p- and then you are to pick all the right ingredients that are right for us. Okay. So that so obviously you pick all the ingredients that you put in your nougat. So right. one of our friends <laughs> calls baby K nougat. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. Who do you think it is? No, no. No. Oh wow! No. I, for those of you who obviously can't see me, I've just mouthed it behind the mic. It's not. No. Who is it then? Well, I can't. You've well, got I mean, obviously. Um... Who, who's nutty enough? To... Right, okay. This I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna do an impression of. I'm gonna do an impression of their laugh <laughs> live. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like Mr. Bean, but that is literally how she laughs. Have you sussed out? Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. We'll call oh, her Mrs. Word. D. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, so yeah. honestly, I mean, she showed me the other day. She's knitted a teddy bear for nougat right and the blanket it's insane she started that one i told her we were drawing for a baby that is very kind so i said to her i was like just so you know um we are not going to call this child nougat (laughs) no 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 i was like if the day comes for you um don't be expecting me to hand it because i can't (laughs) so but thanks a friend that's amazing yeah Yeah. well on that note we're going to dive into the main topic of this episode and what we're going to do for this episode is just answer some questions that we've had sent in from uh, listeners of the pod and see what we can do with answering them so here we go okay so our first question i love this question actually um who mentioned adoption first and how did they approach the conversation? Um, I think it was probably you. I think you, because when, so when we sort of mentioned it on previous episodes, didn't we? That when we first started trying that adoption was always something that even at that point was in our minds as a possibility. And yeah. I think you sort of said 
very early like oh adoption could be something that we do yeah and i was always just open to whatever happened so i think you mentioned it and then i suppose when it was was just before uh, uh, my last consultation wasn't it yeah i suppose before that point it things became a bit more real didn't they and Mm. i think at that point we just sort of said maybe we need to consider our different options yeah and we never sort of had like a proper sit down chat i don't think it was more just over time conversations happened and we were both and then we sort of just had a conversation say maybe this is something that yeah we should really look into properly yeah because this could be what is the right option for us i suppose yeah um yeah i'd agree i think um adoption is something that even from years ago even even before marriage i think i've always been aware of adoption and always thought even though i think oh i don't know it's it's so funny because when since we've been married i've always said if we can have a baby and even more so kind of when we when the idea of uh, me, well, when I kind of felt like I was ready to start trying, that's when I kept, I kept being like, oh, if we can. So I feel like weirdly, there's something that's always been like embedded in me that it was going to be adoption and that fertility was going to be, I don't know. I just, I think I, I, I something deep down um, knew it wasn't going to be plain sailing for us. So adoption's always, always been something that I've considered and always thought about. And like I've said before, I've I've spoke to um, friends who have um, also like struggled to conceive and stuff like that, um, where they've said, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're thinking about um, adoption so soon. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like adoption really was something that was on my heart without realising and I like like you or I I think we just I think it's weird isn't it like I'd like to go back and just see how it develops but I think we've just had conversations over the years like it we might we might have just chatted um in the past like oh yeah adoption be an option and then as this last year kind of turned the way it did I think it made us chat more and I remember speaking to my friend. Um, I was sat in, uh, like sat with her one evening, and she is something that she's always considered. And she actually had the Home for Good book that oh, right, yeah. we um, use. And I think her, I, I was just having a massive conversation with that. Pretty much, I think that night we just chatted about adoption. Mm-hmm. And I think I came home like I think this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I want to like look into. So then I being me was like oh mr k let's look at this look at that and then i think over time so yeah i think i initiated it um and stuff so i'd probably say that's how adoption came to surface but we were definitely both in agree like we definitely both were for it even before we can remember because i think it just came naturally if that makes sense it wasn't like one of us had to kind of oh but really think about it yeah 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 Um, Yeah, it felt like a, a the the right step yeah 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 Uh, yeah um so my question from uh, one of our listeners is uh would you think about fostering in the future 
Mm. So we've I, not really talked about fostering, other I, well, than foster to, to adopt. So would you would you think about fostering in the future? Yeah. Well, I, I can't say that I know loads about fostering. I've listened to a few podcasts where um, people have fostered and talked about their experiences, but um, I can't say that I know loads about it. But I definitely say that my I'm open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't know what our situation is going to be like. We don't know how many children we're going to have. Yeah, we we don't know where we're going to be, but I'd like to think that later on in life, um, I would be in a place where we could potentially um, provide um, a safe space to foster. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, I'd agree. Like, I suppose at the minute we've not even adopted yet. So like, it's hard to know how we're going to be set up in the future. Yeah. Um, But I think that, I suppose having gone through what we're going through at the moment and learning about what we're learning about at the moment and things like that, then I suppose, yeah, I would, it would definitely be something that I'd be open to. Um, It's just difficult to know at the moment how that would look in however many years time when we're in a different position with our family and things. It's, it's hard to know, isn't it? But I suppose to answer the question shortly, would be open to it yeah it's just difficult to know exactly yeah no we... i think so yeah cool um I'm, this is from the same person um just thought it linked in well with the last question um that i asked how did you tell your families that you were deciding to adopt oh yeah that's a good question um that's actually a, quite a good question because i think some i suppose when you're pregnant it's like the big thing of the like, big reveal oh yeah everyone we're pregnant, and I remember when um, when one of my sisters told us that she was pregnant, and uh, if I remember rightly, it was on Christmas mm. Christmas Day, yeah, and it was like a really big thing, and we we're all there, and it was like we all managed to sort of share in the same moment of yeah. sort of happiness with them and excitement and things. So I suppose when we did it, uh, so if I remember rightly, we we invited your parents round for dinner. Oh, do you know what? I, I can't remember. No. I, no. <laughs> you say it. Um. Well, I think... What were you just saying? So... You were just saying about the, the, the pregnancy thing. And it just made yeah. me think about... Obviously, I've said loads of times before, like, the idea of being pregnant is something I've craved, like, like all my life. <laughs> I literally have. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think just it's that... You saying that has just taken me back a bit to um and i don't mean this in any way to offend any family members at all Mm -hmm. just being real um but i obviously yeah your sister's pregnancy was a shock wasn't it it wasn't a massive surprise um and at the same time uh my brother and his wife announced Mm -hmm. that they were pregnant and so um it was yeah big big news and stuff like that um and i remember obviously when we we're starting to have the health problems and stuff like that. We obviously opened up to like your parents and my parents and siblings. And yeah. Near, like late, uh, like the longer it got, the more we spoke to different people and stuff like mm-hmm. that and to your family. And I remember, um, I feel like I don't want this to sound like I'm targeting them, but I remember your dad saying something that really stuck with me um, and saying about, oh, it will never be a surprise when... Um, yeah, if we get pregnant, because they would, yeah, because um, they know everything. Because about. they know everything, and yeah. I got quite upset by that. Not to sorry, not to like in a what's it way, but I, I think it's in the sense of, oh yeah, a, a lot of people know our our situation, situation yeah. and actually it really kind of 
yeah, it upset me because I was like, not what they said, but just upset me that the realization, the realization yeah. that I c- that that's never going to be a surprise, and mm. in a sense, it's kind of like our families are preempting it. So, I think when we actually went down, which don't get me wrong, I think if we did announce a pregnancy announcement, I think it'd be very emotional because people would have known what we've been through and just in that sense. But yeah, the big surprise. Anyway, when we um, and like said about the adoption, I think that really, it was, I think that was really nice and rewarding in a sense because I didn't get that reaction like your sister got. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice because actually... I think it meant we could have a nice kind of personal, intimate conversation with our parents individually Mm. and actually that they were so for it. So in a weird way, it like felt, I didn't get the, they didn't get the surprise, but they got a different. Yeah, a different dynamic. I can't remember exactly how they did it, but. Does that, what I've said make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think. But I know what happened. On the day to day. So we, we just decided this, this one I think when we'd been speaking about it a lot, we were like, we need to tell our parents um, before we go further because it's out of respect for them. I think yeah. they, they need to know. And also we kind of wanted to see, kind of get, not their approval, but... Their perspective on yeah. it. Yeah. And so we were we were trying to get parents around to come and like, have dinner or whatever, but they seemed to all be busy. So we couldn't, we couldn't manage that. So um, we ended up facetiming my parents yeah and then i think we facetimed your parents yeah we did and yeah. your sister sister both sis- i think i yeah i well we, we facetimed your sister on the same evening because we mm-hmm. <laughs> just made a list right we spoke to these spoke yeah to these. yeah yeah um so we facetimed yeah my mum and dad your mum and dad and your older sister mm-hmm. um on the on the one day and then um, I think I spoke to your sister, your other sister, yeah. the next day, and <laughs> and my brother, which was a fantastic reaction. <laughs> um, everyone else was like, oh, amazing. My brother was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I mean, talk about surprises. Wow. <laughs> yeah. he, he really was surprised. Um, but yeah, so we ended up just FaceTiming. But it was really nice because we got to sit down with them and have a proper chat. And yeah, I mean, they were incredible, weren't they, our parents? Yeah, yeah. So um, really supportive, um, really touched. Um, yeah, I think, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think that was the way, well, that definitely was the way we did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and I think it's important to do it properly because like you said, they're going to be sharing in part of the journey with, with us and with yeah. people who do that. So I think it's important to let them know and involve them so yeah. they can support you and what have you. Um, okay, so so one of my friends messaged me this week to say that they'd been listening to the podcast, which was really nice, and they, they had some really nice comments to say. Um, and one of the points they made was relating to episode four, which was the book review okay. that we did. I say review, the, the chat that we had about one of the books. <laughs> the book chat. Um, so the book was called Far From The Tree, and they said, so I'm going to read the text that he said. He said, I've got a thought on the name of the book you talk about on episode four. Could it be to do with the saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Interesting. Which I thought, oh, I reckon that's absolutely right. So we said, 
that we thought maybe it's to do with tree. like family tree and feeling far from the tree, like far yeah. from the family tree. But the whole saying of the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is the idea that you inherit your behaviors and your traits from your parents and your family because they're your closest people. Ooh. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This idea that the way that you're brought up and, and nurtured My and raised. life, they've gone into depth yep. in that. Fan- so that's fantastic. That was pretty impressive. That was um, impressive. But they also had a, a question as well. Okay. Um, so when they first messaged me, they were, they were quite complimentary of, of what we'd done in the, the podcast and things. And I think potentially we, we spoke about this on episode one or episode two. Yeah. But their first response was, how has Mrs. K oh, never no. seen Bernard's watch? So a lot of people, and we've had a few this. people a say lot of this. People can't, I don't. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, um, what I couldn't even. You know, like sometimes you've not watched something, but you know what it is. Yeah, I've heard of the name, but not a clue. I couldn't oh, tell you mate, what it's what about. What a guy! So you you have no idea. No, what, not a clue. Do you want me to tell you? Uh, it's worthwhile. Well, mate, this is gonna. It. I'll be really quick. So okay. Bernard has a watch. Obviously. Oh, really? And basically what he can do is he can stop the watch. But right. when he stops his watch, the whole of time stops. So he has control over time. <laughs> he's like um, Thanos with the time he's like, He's like, do you know who he's like? Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Time out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally. Oh, so he can, now he can stop program. time. So like in one of the episodes, he's, he plays for a football team as a goalkeeper. And when someone has a shot on goal, he just presses his watch and then moves to like where the ball is going to go. So and then, then, and then starts the time again, saves the ball. When was this a thing? And everyone was like, wow, he's Bernard's amazing. Watch. Um, it's sort of similar it's the, time to like the, Queen's Nose. Like, you know, like... remember like Queen's Nose and like Jungle Run or them? I don't know what Queen's Nose is. <laughs> what? <laughs> Queen's Nose, where no. she gets the 50p and she rubs it when she says a wish. No. Oh, man. Not a clue. Anyway, what that's, did I watch as a kid? <laughs> Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Keenan and Kel. Kill loves orange soda. Is it true? <laughs> no, I we need to do some clue. serious um, educational kids and, uh, TV. But anyway, Bernard's Watch, and I'm pretty sure what happens at the end of like the, the final series of Bernard's Watch is his watch breaks or he loses his watch. And he had like an old watch, like where you... Would is this man- on like that old CRTV, whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. He would like manually change the time mm. and he loses it or something. And then he, from what I remember, people that are listening might be like, no, you've got it completely wrong. But he goes on a plane or something right. and realises that he's not got his watch and starts panicking. Well, maybe I should watch it and then you don't give it away. Okay. It's a pretty... I remember the ending being like, whoa, well, absolute Where can blur. I watch this? Probably on, on YouTube. Right. Bernard's watch. watch, mate. It's quality. Do you know what I've watched? I don't know if anyone will have ever watched this, but I when I was doing my uni work last year and I just get bored writing... Every like hour, I'd stop and on YouTube. I used to watch on Nickelodeon the Sleepover Club. Yeah, and I, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. um, and I would spend my yeah days when oh, I should be writing Sleepover Club essays, essays, um, essays. I'd be um right uh, watching Sleepover Club again. It was fun. It was fantastic. Nostalgia. But I need to watch Bernard's Watch. With you do, mate, and Queen's Nose. Oh, There's so many. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie. Didn't even watch Jungle. <sighs> jungle room with the little silver I, I feel monkeys like and, oh. I just never what is this channel the little ruby monkeys that no, get 20 I points. know what you're on about but it wasn't something that I used to watch oh dear saying that I was on um, you I, were on 50-50 no, no 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 I wasn't on it I was an audience <laughs> oh, member yeah 
Of not 50-50, that was my brother. Um, I went on, what was the one with the guns? Get your own back. Get your own back. Oh my, and then when you're in the, when we had to like, you're obviously watching around the sides and then on the gunge bit, mate, that was as good as it looked on TV. What, what was that gunge? Like, what was it? I don't know, but it was fantastic. I might have to watch a YouTube episode of that (laughs) now. Get your own back. Oh, it was so good. But anyway, we we digress. Okay, so another question we have is, are you planning to carry on doing the podcast when you have Nougat? Oh, Nougat. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got to stop calling him that. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. We sort of just started doing it based on we wanted to just do it to journal our, yeah. our time in, in the adoption process. I suppose... I think it, it depends on the situation. Yeah, I was going to say it depends on how they are. And also, I suppose, yeah. confidentiality. Um, yeah, totally. I, I think it'd be nice to, to try and do it, to sort of talk about the the, the sort of practicalities of Even if the, it's like the training a... into real life and yeah. how they are and what they're like and talk, talk about them a little bit as long as it's obviously, like you say, confidential. Mm. I think that'd be really nice for people to be able to hear yeah. the sort of completion of the journey and then the new journey almost of... Now yeah. that we are adopted parents, that new journey of, of yeah. being in a family, yeah. Obviously, that'll be interesting when you, we'll be trying to do this when they're in bed. Yeah. Um, mm. It's mad just thinking about that, that isn't it? That is crazy, it? yeah. They're actually, like, just thinking a year's time. Yeah. Like, they could be they could be a child here yeah. in bed, as, well, hopefully asleep. Asleep, yeah. Um, unlike our friends' kids at the moment are sleeping. Um, but... You know, it's, I find things like that weird. Yeah, but think. yeah, hopefully. Like, I think that'd be really nice to, to try and yeah. keep it up. Um, but obviously there might be a bit of a hiatus when that first happens, but we'll see. We will see. Good question. Good answer. Both. Yeah. Um, other questions we have are, has any anyone's opinions influenced you um, both in particular ways uh, for good or for bad? Um, I think for good in respect of we've had a few people that have been really positive about us exploring this as an option and then also choosing to do it to to sort of follow the adoption journey and I think that's been really helpful because like we've said previously when people are positive about it it makes you want to pursue it more and it it makes you feel like it's not something silly Um, I don't think we've I don't think I've not come across any real sort of negative uh opinions on it no i've and i'll be honest like my me and my dad are quite similar in respect that we're both quite realistic people realistic or just cynical um realistic <laughs> so so when we when i first spoke to my parents about it my dad um was, was very positive he was very supportive and he said yep yeah, like that's that's really great but he was also like are you sure you know what you're getting into have you looked Did into he? it yeah, but, but not in like a, a negative way, just in a, a very realistic, like, do you know what adoption looks like? Do you know what that will mean for you as a couple? Do you know how long it's going to take? Do Did you he know... not realise we'd done loads of research into it? Yeah, yeah, but he was just asking those questions to make sure that we weren't... What you've got I to... mean, that is your dad, isn't What it? you've got to realise as well is when I was growing up, I'm very much a person who, when I've got an idea or like a... my dad used to say, like, when I've got a bee in my bonnet... Yeah, we've said this before. I would just go 
one hundred percent, like buying shoes. Yeah, without really looking into what yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. is. So yeah. I think he just meant it in the sense just of to make sure. have you really looked into it to make sure you know. We so definitely, it, definitely. So it's not bad feedback or negative responses. It's more just yeah people be and that's what we said before was that we we spoke to our parents because yeah. we wanted to get honest yeah. advice. Yeah, before I, making that decision, I would say the um, not opinion because. Oh, it wouldn't be a opinion. Oh, no, influence, wasn't it? So the influence, I think, that led me more to adoption was like, a, I spoke about my friend earlier that I was having the chat with. I think she's always been so open to the, I think her family have like fostered and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that's a massive part of that. Well, this is the impression I've got, a massive part of their family. And when I was chatting to her, she was saying that it's something that they probably will do in the future and stuff like that. So when we had that conversation, I was just like, yeah, like I definitely want to pursue this and look into it and stuff like that. But I mean, apart from that, I don't think the only thing I'm trying to look for it because I can't think what it's called. The only, it, I mean, not direct to me, but I read a book which was quite hard to read. It was the plant pot one. Yeah, yeah. I can't think what Why it's called. Why does my dog eat the plant pot or something? Yeah, my dog eats plant pots or something like that. And that's to do with um, a family where there's been a, an adoption breakdown. And honestly, it sounds horrendous. It sounds absolutely horrendous. And that, I read that, I read that first, even before we began the process. Um, and I must admit, that, ha- that, that panicked me a bit. Mm-hmm. So that, I suppose, was a, like, in a sense, a negative, but also... You've got to be. You've got to be aware. Got to be aware of these things. Yeah. Like that, it just sounded awful, and mm. I can't imagine what they went through. Um, so, in a sense, that did spook me a little bit. But then, when you're doing all the training and talking to your social workers and all the other books, like books and stuff like that, <laughs> I think it does happen. But it's very well. I think it's rare. Of, yeah, definitely. Um, adoption breakdown. So, but like you say, it's just to be mindful, I suppose. Yeah. But apart yeah. from that, nothing really. I, I just think we've kind of. Yeah. It's. I think we ourselves have been each other's. Mm. Um. I don't think we've really had anyone that's influenced us as such. We just were like, we want to look into this, yeah. and actually fell in love with the idea. So. Yeah. And I think that the people who are listening to this who have maybe already adopted might say differently, but. I think from what I gather is that generally speaking, when you are waiting to adopt, mm. you, you're not necessarily met with too much sort of negative uh, influence or people saying, oh, you should look at this or whatever. But I think once you've adopted, because the nature of the way, and we'll go on to talk about this maybe in future episodes from training and things, but um, this idea of sort of therapeutic parenting mm. looks oh. looks so different to yeah. your conventional parenting i think that's when we'll be more likely to have people saying you should do this why, yeah. why are you doing this you should be doing this with them i mean we've and already it's, had it's, it where yeah. some people have been have said yeah but you probably still just need need to do it do it yeah certain it's, ways. Like, it, like, it's, no. it's so much more than just well just do that and they'll be fine yeah like every, everything's re- you've got to be really careful with everything and i think that's where we're more likely to have people say i think oh you should do this if or anyone do listens to this that knows us and will be in our life you've just gotta not give your opinions because <laughs> i will tell you straight about anything anything <laughs> 
No, that is such a good point. Joke, jokes aside, like, it's a completely... Di- and, and again, we've had quite a few people say, um, oh, yeah, but that's just like an, uh, a, a child, a birth child. A birth Do you know child, what I mean? yeah. Um, and when we've spoke about things or spoke about what we've read and how our child might suffer trauma or they might behave in a certain way. And, we, yeah, we've had, like, people say to us, oh, yeah, but that's like any child. And it's like... I really wish you wouldn't say that because mm. it's so frustrating. I I get frustrated because I'm like, you're you're not no like yes, all children play up, yeah, and all like no like no child is perfect, no adult is perfect, mm-hmm. but you can't compare a child coming from the background and the trauma that mm-hmm. they faced from like a child in the care system mm-hmm. to like. Our nephews or our yeah. friends, like friends' childrens, or, do you know what I mean? I, I must admit, when I hear, you know, like the, the when we were trying and people say things like, "Oh, you know, takes time." It's those things that just really yeah. great on me, yeah. and I just think you've just got to be mindful about your opinions because, yeah, you might not agree with how we're doing it, mm. but we've been told this is how you've got to do it. Mm. And look into it. If you if you don't know much about it and you think, well, but, but surely not, do your research. Before you, before you say things to us, do your research into it mm. and then I'll be more likely to listen. Yeah. I sound well bossy. No, no, it's true. <laughs> and, like, and I think that's where I now have more respect for when I see parents... In public or oh, family or friends or whoever, backgrounds. and I it, it does make me think. Oh, actually, like m- maybe just the the fact that they're doing some the way that they're parenting that child looks slightly different. Yeah, and maybe in sort of public spaces, it it feels a bit more uncomfortable. Yeah, because they're doing it in a way that is more sort of therapeutic. Yeah, in in that respect, and and it does make it's made me think. Oh, actually, yeah, like we don't know why children necessarily are misbehaving or mm. why that parent is choosing to parent them in that manner and it's like yeah actually there, there's so many different reasons and you know we'll talk about it all in, in future episodes and stuff but yeah i think that yeah to answer the question about positive and negative influences yeah don't get on mrs but uh, mrs k's bad side <laughs> yeah yeah staying at good books <laughs> okay uh i've got a question a bit more a okay. bit more light-hearted yeah so uh, this is a question from one of our friends and they've said if you were if you were paired with a child who already supports Portsmouth, or maybe we should say Pompey, how would Mister K navigate navigate that? I can how just would imagine. Mr. K navigate I feel like that? I know who's asked this question. Oh dear! Oh how would goodness. they navigate that? Um, well, I would answer it in a in a serious way and in a not serious way. In a not serious way, I I wouldn't pair with that child. <laughs> In a serious way, uh, sort of like we said in in one of the episodes about before, uh, yeah. But about like accepting a, a child for who they are, yeah, and encouraging them and supporting them, yeah. And if if we had a child and and as they grew up, they said, "Do you know what? I I want to be a Pompey fan." I'd a small part of me would would die, and I would be absolutely devastated. Mm. But as an adoptive parent, yeah, I'd have to say, "Yep." good for you let that you do that and i'd have to support them and i'd have to respect them it doesn't mean that i'd have to take them to fratton park it doesn't mean that i'd have to buy them a pompy kit would you buy them a pompy kit if they asked for one for the birthday would you buy them a pompy kit i probably would have to wouldn't i 
I mean, because otherwise, be otherwise, I'd, yeah. Oh, but yeah, so to answer the question, I, I, to be honest, I think the odds of that happening are remarkably low. That would be funny. Though. That would be outrageous if a child was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Pompey fan." Um, but yeah, if that happened, then yeah, I'd have to be like, "Yeah, good for you. You do that. You but do you." Inside, I'd be, I'd be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. You do you. Everyone says that. <laughs> right. Another question, which I love this question because it. T- when I read it, I was like thinking about certain things. What are you most looking forward to about being a family? Oh. Oh my goodness. What are you most looking forward to can about I, being a family? Can Go I on, say you go first? So, like I said yesterday, we were at a wedding. And yeah. me and you were, you know, pulling some fantastic shapes on the dumps. Yeah, I was giving it the running man. But at one point, we were just dancing together, weren't we? Like, well, we were being a bit silly. But we were, like, just having having a good dance. And I literally came up to you and just said, you wait till we've got a little child mm-hmm. holding our hands. A little nougat. A little nougat <laughs> dancing with us. And I just, oh, my gosh, my heart burst with yeah. the excitement. The idea of the three of us dancing on a dance floor together. Yeah. So it's it's little moments like that that I can't wait for. Mm. It's little moments like um, taking to, taking them to the park. We're just playful people. Yeah, we are. So yeah, yeah. like last week, I looked after my nephew. Well, at my mum's house, um, and we made a den. Yeah, yeah. We made a den, and oh, yeah. like, I mean, by the end of the day, they didn't want to go in the den, no. but. We had fun doing it, and it's little things like that mm. that I cannot wait for. It's those little mem- uh, moments that I'll cherish. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, things like that. What about you? Yeah, no, I agree, and I think like the, I suppose the immediate things would be stuff when children are little. So, like yeah. you say, take them to the park and whatever. But I also think about when they're a bit older, and like. I remember growing up and like vivid memories for me were like when I, it sounds like all I talk about is Southampton. I, I do, oh I am days. more interested in other things, but no, but vivid memories for me were Southampton again. going to, going to watch Saints for like one of the first times with my dad. <laughs> but that was like a really, like those first few games that I went to, I can yeah, still remember yeah. now. And like, I've still got the programs for. Yeah. And, um, to be fair, you, you remember a lot from those. Yeah. But do you know yeah, what I mean? Like in, fair. in sort of, um, going on like family holidays were, yeah. were like really sort of vivid memories from my childhood and, and those things about when you get that bit older that you can build in traditions like your relationship develops into more of a friendship I suppose Aww. because you're it, you're not that young anymore where yeah. your your parents are having to look after you but actually you're can doing do things, things together t- yeah. um, I think yeah. that that's sort of a special thing as well well I was going to say but I, as well as that I said about the traditions I cannot wait to start making especially at Christmas making little traditions with our family yeah. um, oh, don't get me wrong this is something to point out as well which I'm sure we'll talk about through our training um, I think it's been highlighted um, and something for us to be aware of that Christmas and things like birthdays and events like that could actually be really traumatic for them Yeah. so actually this idea might not actually work because they actually might find Christmas mm. as a really sad day mm. but letting my fantasies take the better of yeah, me yeah of course yeah um I can't wait to like do little traditions on Christmas Eve that I did as a child like every year my mum yeah. I think I thought this was just us but I think a lot of families do this let me know if this is anyone else mm-hmm. Ho- my mum well Santa 
Santa oh, yeah, Claus. Yeah. Um, you know, just one in there. Santa um, used to, I don't know how he did it, but the evening before, well, Christmas Eve, I'd have pyjamas under my Christmas tree. Oh, and maybe, I, maybe I'd burn his watch. Maybe you could maybe, maybe stop time and maybe maybe he is Bernard. I, I think I think we had pajamas, but I don't know if it was ever because I remember well, getting some Lord of the Rings pajamas. I still get pajamas. Um, <laughs> every, every year my mum brings Santa drops them off at her house first, yeah. and then they come to me. But I things like that. I can't wait to do little traditions and yeah. the whole mince pie. I mean. <laughs> Oh, that classic. <laughs> you joke, but I can't wait. Yeah. But this is where we're just embarrassing. We did that with our dog. We did. I think, was it his first Christmas? Mm, no. Yeah. No, I'm I think it sure. might have been like, I don't know. But uh, one Christmas, we decided actually that our dog would understand what we were doing. And so yeah. we actually <laughs> we actually went and put a mince pie down with mm. some milk. Um <laughs> And then, and then, see, I'm just reminiscing my childhood now, but then I did it with my dog. Mm. So, without fail every year, and it's so funny in it when you're a child, because again, Santa's real. I'm just scared. If anyone's got children in the car, Santa is real. Um, From from memory, (laughs) that was the same Christmas that your brother bought us oh, well bought our dog no. uh, some sort of like treats box it was a bright green and christmas one of the tree. things in there was like this luminescent green christmas tree and oh, us being God. sort of fairly new dog owners thought oh yeah it, it might have been the first year it, i think it was we we thought oh yeah it'll be okay to eat that so he ate the whole thing which was like the size of his head it was massive oh that's and um, no it was it was well, bi- actually, it was, it was big. a puppy though there wasn't he so. and, and then <clears throat> we'd been out in the morning oh, no. on Christmas Day. We'd it's gone church. to church in the morning and we came back and he was sat on the stairs from what I remember and we'd put all of our... Well, our stairs looks into the dining room. They're like an open banister, yeah. aren't they? And we'd put all of our... Or the, the the few presents that we had, we'd put underneath the banister in yeah. the in the oh, dining yeah, the room. Oh yeah, the ones we'd open. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. sort of looked. He had his head poking through he the used banister. To do that. He doesn't do that anymore. And I came in the back door oh, and I said, man. "Hello." And he was he was sat there looking Just all chilling, cute. Wasn't he? And he sort of opened his mouth and I thought he was yawning. And the honestly, amount of fluorescent green. You know when you were talking about get your own back earlier. Th- yes. It was literally that. Honestly, it and was the amount awful. It the it was so luminescent we had, vomit. And until we decorated, there was marks on that wall. Oh, it was bad, wasn't it? That, chilling. But you've took me... On that topic as well, at oh, the time of recording, you know it's what? their birthday tomorrow. It's Doggo's oh, birthday. Oh, Doggo's... It's going to be fine. Doggo's birthday tomorrow. We've oh, got him some little treats. treats. <laughs> I mean, my mum's gone to town, and I bet your mum has. Yeah. My mum's wrapped his presents up, so... That is incredible. He, he's tr- literally our third baby. Yeah, Anyway... Going back to my story, um, so this is something that I used to do with my dad. So without fail, every single year, my dad would go, Mrs. K, obviously my name. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't call me Mrs. K. Yeah. I know who you're going to marry in the future. <laughs> yeah. This weirdo that supports our thunder. Um, and it, he'd, he'd be like, I'd be, I think I'd, I got ready for bed. I'd put my new pajamas on. Yeah. And before, obviously being Christian, before I say my prayers and stuff with him, um, he would be like, should you go and have a look for Santa outside your home, outside, <laughs> looking out the window? So we'd go and look out the window and just stare at the stars. And then dad, I thought I said his name then. And then dad was like, can you see him? And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> what What did I see? 
not a clue. But and you'd be um, like, Mrs. K, you're 17 now. You need, no, no, <laughs> you need no, to go you to joke, bed. you joke. But <laughs> when I was still living at home, even at like the age of 18, my dad would come into my room <laughs> when I'd probably gone to bed because I went to bed early. I'd be like, Mrs. K. Should look we look on the but, but you joke, he actually wanted me to because he wanted that baby girl back. And I was like, yeah. I was like, dad, mate, yeah, come on. Jog on. But um, so Brilliant. we did that with our dog again, didn't we? We looked out we the did, window. We did, yeah. Um, you can actually do, I remember doing it when I was younger, you can do track Santa. Oh, there's so many things you can do And you can, can see where he would be in the world. So like when we used to it's check, man, it'd be it? like, oh wow, Santa's over Singapore or whatever. I'd be like, wow, amazing. Honestly. Obviously. <laughs> it's fantastic when you rubbish, think about but. it. But um, so yeah, we we did that with our dog. So they're the things that I can't wait for. Um, yeah, yeah, just that's really nice. Traditions and just just create like lo- little fun moments, making memories and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Well, yeah. So that's that's where we're gonna draw the line, I think, with the questions. Yeah. And yes, thanks for everyone who sent them in. It's been really nice to hear from people and to to reconnect with some people and. Yeah, for anyone who's got any questions for future episodes, then uh, you'll hear the tagline at the end about how to get in touch with us on Instagram or at the email. And yeah, we'd love to hear <clears throat> any questions, but also any stories that people might have that relate to any of the stuff that we've spoken about in, in this episode or previous episodes, or any stories relating to adoption or parenthood or anything like that that we yeah. can discuss in, in future episodes. So I think next time up on episode eight, we're probably going to be talking about uh, training. I would say, I so think yeah, I think we're going to do an episode to discuss what we've looked at in the training, and uh, one of the questions that we had sent in this week was actually about what the training looks like. Yeah. So we're going to cover that in in the full episode next yeah, time yeah, around. Yeah. So so that's going to be episode eight. Until then, see you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to another episode of Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. If you'd like to know more about our journey to adoption, then you can follow us on Instagram at finding.our.feet underscore, or you can email us at findingourfeet.adoptionjournal at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you for any feedback, any questions, or just to have a general chat. Thanks. Thanks.